Hey everybody, welcome to the Sith Dominion episode seven. Man, uh, we have a special guest, and and so I'm a little frazzled. I almost said something I shouldn't. And actually, last week, if you catch it on the outro, I actually start to say it too. We'll talk about it later. Hi, I'm Dr. Dana Martin, your host of the Sith Dominion, and I have with me today, as like half the shows already, Miss Cat from our AB Guru, social director of everything. Thank you, Cat, for being here. Oh, not a problem. My pleasure. <sighs> We'll talk about that in a little bit too. I'm so happy she's here. Um, Rodney, Rodney Bettis, uh, AKA uh, Future Prez, AKA Cowardly Lion, AKA all kinds of things, uh, teacher, uh, good friend. Welcome to the show, Rodney Bettis. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm excited about this. I, uh, you know, I, I love to show off my uh, just, just surface knowledge of Star Wars. This is going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so for those of you that are new watching or if those of you that have been watching, we try to import some real world business and leadership stuff into our Sith lore and Sith fun. Um, the hope is that we get more business leaders that have a touch of Star Wars um, so that we can talk about things like in his case, he is soon to be he's president-elect of a local nonprofit um that comes with its own sets of challenges and coincidentally maybe not we'll be talking about dark nihilus and how that actually fits pretty well so thank you rodney for joining absolutely all right we're gonna start off with a little bit of news so some stuff that occurred um they they bioware uh, we're talking about dark Dark Nihilist. So we're going to talk Old Republic. And uh, for some folks that still play Sweater or Sweator or however you okay. want to say it, um, I played it when it came out and then I played for years. Um, gave it up. My son started playing and then he got into it. He's very upset he's not here for the Darth Nihilus. is one of his favorites. Um, point is, yeah, there's th uh, uh, whatever. I don't care. Move on. What were we talking about? Bioware. Yeah. So now that all of that's changing hands, what do you, Cat, think, and what do you see for the future of that piece of the franchise? Um, I'm going to say that I'm cautiously optimistic. Um, sometimes when these mergers happen, there is some level of autonomy given to the prior, basically any works that are already existing. Mm -hmm. um, so. I'm really hoping they're going to allow that to happen. However, there's always that chance that it could just go completely sideways. Um, now, SOTOR has been around for a long time. I played when it first came out. Um, eventually, I was just kind of like, yeah, this in-game thing isn't for me. Like, I like playing the story mode, but, like, I don't like the way in-game is. Yeah. Um, so I stopped playing. But the game itself was good. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, for an MMO Star Wars RPG, it was good. Mm -hmm. um, I just hope that they kind of keep that that in mind and keep some of what was true to it when they mm -hmm. do it with the buyout. Yeah. And and the other part to that is the rumors that were surrounding uh, a, KOTOR, a KOTOR, Knights of the Old Republic 3, and or some form or fashion of a reboot. Um, I, I would think if they're going through this, there's a reason um financially and that 
if that is still going to be something, you can check it out on, if you Google it, you'll see a couple of articles, some folks talking about it, but more than likely they're not going to be extending into that when they already have the, the MMO base of Sator. Right. And the, with the MMO, you've got a guaranteed money system coming in there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so with that, um, if they're going to do a reboot, they could kind of do the way that, that Blizzard did with World of Warcraft and kind of have that, hey, we're bringing back vanilla Sotor mm-hmm. so you can free to play to get you, you know, get feed that vein, right? Mm-hmm. Like here, we, you know, all those people that left the game for whatever reason before. So here, you can. Free for a bit. They have it as, as free to play. You can free to play. Um, and you can free to play to win i mean you the everything that you get now is more for arena play pvp um the pve stuff is is all the marketplace is all pretty level now when i jumped back in i was actually kind of impressed with how level for me it seemed everything was i'm gonna have to go back and check it out then because like for a while it it got super pvp heavy Mm -hmm. like and like they couldn't they couldn't find that middle of the road yeah. Like they'd update and it would be PvP heavy, then they would update and it would be P- too far PvE. Hmm. So yeah, maybe I'll have to check, hop back in and check it out. So and in talking about this, this deals with Darth Nihilus because of its continuation after the Knights of the Old Republic series. Um, Darth Nihilus, that was his first appearance. It was just insane, this character and how how much depth in a very short amount of time they were able to write into his story. And I will say that I feel that we have been cheated by not having these three of the Sith triumvirate, Nihilus, Sion, and Treya, further developed into a novel series or something. And that's my, like, change my mind. I'm going to die on that hill. Well, they were in some of the books. If you get into some of the Legends books, they were in there. But it kind of gets mentioned, mentioned, yeah, yeah, yes. Um, and it was kind of like Bane, like you got like one or two books and then that was it. Um, but I think that gets back to the time period in which those they were first mentioned and the mouse overlord that now has them, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, (laughs) Darth Mickey, um, is not fond of the dark side. Um, so it's that catch 22. Do we want them to do more and develop these characters? And do we want to see more of them on screen, whether it's big screen, small screen, whatever, and have them screw it up? Or do we, would we rather have the fan fiction we have in our head? Which is why I'm waiting for Acolyte to see what they do. Yeah. That's going to be the test of how well they understand the dark side. Yep. So we're going to go ahead from that and segue right into the deep dive because this is where we get to have some real fun with uh, Sith lore and and our Sith Lords and how we can use them to... Oh, and uh, here's the other thing. So our channel is a newer channel. It's We're not new. We have an older channel, but we have a new channel, Geek News Now Official on YouTube. So please subscribe, and that way you get the little notices, but you got to click the little bell. That way you know when we're going live. Um, You can also follow us on TikTok and Twitter or X or whatever you call it. All those other socials you can find us, and you'll see our podcast on YouTube, but you'll also hear it, Apple, iTunes, etc. 
So like and subscribe. I know I had to say that. Or else Kat would have been mad at me. <laughs> or I would have so, said it either way, you know. You would have said it's right, yeah. I'll say it. So uh Dark Nihilus. So if if just a quick high level overview on how he became what he was. Um uh back in the, the days of Revan, uh Malachor five. Um I, we don't have a lot of time to go way into it. Um the the planet died ish and then whatever force is hard to explain uh that was the evil force within the dark side <laughs> inhabited him in some way um through he was a dead jedi at the end of the day dead jedi kind of possessed kind of not overcome by the dark side of the force in uh on malachor five so he's like um, a forced zombie yeah, kind, kind. Well, oh, yeah. Great, well, great point. Great point. And we get to that too because he, uh, the only way that he could not feel pain was to drain the life force from force sensitive things, people, plants, animals, whatever. So that being said, yes, but it was like heroin. He would get some, and it last. And he'd need more, and he'd need more than before to make it last, and it would continue. Um, so I, I, I want to start by just looking at that part. Um, and I'm going to look at you, Rod. Um, there, I, I, I'm gonna, I don't want to speak for you, uh, but in, in my experience, when I was a volunteer in that organization as a VP of whatever I was, I don't know. So it's... <laughs> development uh, development yeah that's right jeez it's been a while uh vp of development um there's 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 a a life force there's a buzz right you're 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 serving you're using your talents and your skills uh to to grow a, a business essentially but pro bono like because you love it um as you do that you start to kind of get sapped and you have to dig a little deeper get a little more ingrained again to get that feeling and it seems to compound until before you know it you're living up there do you have any i mean talk about that right yes it, it definitely is so of the the nonprofit that dana's talking about is a, a local community theater uh where the theater company uh brian college station and um yeah it takes uh it takes a lot of people to put on the types of productions that we put on i think a lot of people think that uh you know when they think community theater they just kind of think well you just get some chairs out and people do some shows and you know maybe put on some funny costumes and that's it but these are big time productions uh that that a lot of these community theaters do and ours is definitely um we i definitely think we're we do we do some pretty extensive productions um and so it takes a lot of people it takes a lot of people to you know build sets and costumes and and all kinds of stuff and yeah it does it takes a toll on people because it's it is it's basically done for free and so um you know you, and a lot of the people don't get the accolades that the you know the actors and the musicians and stuff like that get sometimes um but we absolutely couldn't do it without them and um and that's that's even the stuff that you can still like use your creativity on there's a lot of stuff that we have volunteers do that's like you know maintain the air conditioning 
and <laughs> you know uh set out rat traps and you know mm-hmm. whatever you know whatever else whatever else is you know we're struggling with at the time so uh so yeah you you do have to uh there there is kind of a life force about the theater you do have to nurture it a lot uh it can be drained by you know bad attitudes or the biggest mm-hmm. one the biggest one if i were to talk about like the you know the evil for the dark side of the theater it's just it's non-appreciation mm. you know if there if there's somebody who f- feeds on on the enthusiasm of our volunteers it's just people who are, are not appreciative of of the things that people do um mm-hmm. and so that's i i think that's something that uh we have to as a board we really have to work on constantly doing we have to constantly reach out and say thank you thank you thank you and you know um a lot of the people who work behind the scenes don't really want the spotlight but they do like the fact that their work is being used and that it's appreciated so mm-hmm. well and and cat uh, you've mentioned a little bit about what you do how how does that kind of sapping uh you know you have to keep digging and keep digging and getting more to keep yourself going well so actually it really plays a big part in social media in general because think about it. I, I don't know very many people that don't use social media in some capacity, even if it's just one platform. You know, you post something that you think is really cool or like maybe you went and did something that was really neat and you take a picture and you post it up. And, you know, maybe you kind of forget about it for the day, but then all this because like you're busy, you look back at your phone and it's got like a hundred likes. That right there, that feeds you. So with geek news now and social media you know we're an organization with like almost thirty thousand followers so yeah there are some days when like you're just on a roll like everything you are cranking out everyone is just sitting at their computers waiting for it and you've got like a thousand likes and you're like yeah go team and then like the next day i don't know everybody found a life and you're like three people like the 12 posts we put up like you know yep (laughs) (laughs) or even like doing shows like this you know you're you're looking at the numbers you're like oh sweet like you know i don't know like there must have been like a rainstorm that covered the whole whole country (laughs) because everybody tuned in we had like 90 people watching live and then the next show is like oh four people tuned in (laughs) so and rather than be like hey cool that's four people that follow us that like tune in for every show and they're like are really loyal and are faithful you know it's like oh like you kind of forget like that's really cool too to be able to see like hey we have this many people that tune into every single episode mm-hmm. um and, and so sometimes you kind of lose sight of that when you see those bigger numbers so it's literally it the attention is a drug if you look yeah. at it that way from a social media standpoint sure of the more attention you get the more attention you want and it's not, it's it's because you want to watch what you're building, same with the theater. You want to watch what you're building get out there. Mm-hmm. And you want to get it in front of audiences that don't know it exists. Yep. Um, and I unfortunately, you know, I've never been to College Station in all my time in Texas. I'll have to change that at some point. But like, I grew up in a small town. And when I say small town, I mean, like, I think it had like 10,000 people, including the cattle that had social security numbers because they were rodeo cows. um so like for me like it's like my personal mission of like 
I want to find every person out there who doesn't have people around them mm. to talk about geeky stuff, to talk about all their geeky stuff. So it's like my mission to like reach more and more people, you know? The more geeky, the better. Yeah, you know. So what I think what, what kind of can start to happen as we do that, and this is what happened to Nihilus. Um, over time, his body started to kind of deteriorate and fall apart the dark side the taint of the dark side will do that that's the way that malik refers to it if you know another sith lord there darth malik he's good i love him um, yeah. anyway <laughs> uh, yes we will uh be talking about malik visas mar all them it's gonna be fun um anyways um what ends up happening is is he he lost sight of being human yes he was human jedi started out that way no longer was he and, and held himself together somewhat by the force until uh he was about to die he put his force spirit into the mask so that it would carry on um and what what i think's interesting about that is we collectively i like to kind of keep around this volunteer stuff we've been talking about because i think it's important to to realize that yes gnn we're you know, we, we do this for fun. And uh, Rod, you do your the theater stuff for fun. I did the theater stuff for fun. And what what ends up happening is you lose yourself and who you who you are. You you become something else. And in fact, potentially you become an icon like what happened to Nihilus. So that Rod may not really exist anymore in the form that we once root knew Rod. Oh, he might still be there, but I mean, how many sets has he built and how many, you know, or gosh, how many posts cat have you done? Are you still exactly cat? You were two years ago before you started doing all this. I think that's that fine line that he didn't walk that we have to. I'd love y'all's thoughts. Um, yeah, I think that's, I think that's an interesting, uh, I think that's an interesting concept. I don't know if it's universal necessarily. I think sometimes, um, and I found this with myself that I come more alive with, uh, the stuff that I do at the theater. Um, I am more passionate about the things that I do at the theater and the things I do. Like I, I I'm a teacher. And it's a very noble profession, but it's also very like, it's not respected and um, you know, it's very low paid. And uh, you know, it's just kind of the list goes on. But, um, and so at one time that was, that was my identity. I was, I was definitely a teacher. I was all about teaching. And now it's like, yeah, I'm a teacher. That's, that's kind of what pays, that's sort of what pays the bills. And I love my kids and I love my subject, but you know, it's also like, yeah. I, you know, it's, meh, it is what it is. Um, but, uh, whenever I found the theater about five years ago, I and got really involved and I'm one of those people who basically has a cot up there at the theater. My daughter's there right now doing callbacks. So I'll be going after, as soon as we're done with this to go, I'll go up there, you know, to, and, and visit and all the things. Um, but, um, so I do think it's, it, it is kind of a fine line. You can lose yourself in it, but you can also like, that's where you can blossom and become what you want to be. And I'm sure that with, with this, uh, as well as, is, you know, it's different if you're doing social media for, 
we'll just say Kmart since they're not around anymore. If you're doing social media for Kmart, it's like, yeah, do social media for Kmart. Okay. Um, but if you're doing social media for something that you really love and for a community that you really love, it's a different thing. And so I, I you know, I, 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 uh, I don't want to kick back too much on, on your, your, uh, your comparison there, but, mm -hmm. but I do think it's a, I do think it's a little bit different. I, I can, I can, I know that it happens because I've seen it happen at the theater where people, you know, they're just like, they, they get too caught up in either what they perceive as negativity or just the, the time suck that it definitely is mm -hmm. uh, that they feel like they're losing themselves. But I think at some point they realize that they miss it. Um, and so, um, and hopefully they haven't burned enough bridges that they, you know, that they can't come back. So, um, I think I went down a rabbit hole. Did I? No, I, no, it's great. And, and yeah, I mean, I, I can think of some examples of how I was trying to articulate that, but I can also think exactly what you're saying and see that as well. Um, Kat. Well, so with that, I mean, kind of to Rodney's point, um, I have seen I've seen it happen. I've I've experienced that burnout. And sometimes what happens is um, when there's not a lot of communication, sometimes you see that happen more frequently. And when I say no communication, it's not necessarily that leadership isn't communicating, but it's the way that they're communicating isn't resonating with the people they're they're communicating to. Mm -hmm. So it gets back to the concept of I'm responsible for the words I say. You're responsible for the words you hear. Mm -hmm. So, um, but just like with any business, any volunteer work, anything, there's always a, at least a thin curtain mm -hmm. of things that people don't always see. <laughs> Even in social media, I get to see it all. Like I, there are days when I'm literally counting, like how many people are subscribing to YouTube, you know, not that I'm trying to remind people to click that button down there or anything, <laughs> but you know, um, <laughs> but I get to watch these platforms grow. And I get to watch how the like and engagement happens. So that in a lot of ways is what keeps me plugging along at it. Even when I have a day where I'm like, okay, so y'all were out at the mall and not looking at my post. What's wrong with you public? Um, <laughs> but it also, it, it does also happen because a lot of people think that it happens in volunteerism because there's not a financial backer. Mm -hmm. I disagree. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I will identify myself as a corpo for all my cyberpunk fans out there. Um, I have, I have lived my life in corporate America for a good chunk of time. Um, and I can tell you right now, I mean, and most people at GNN have heard me mention it at some point in time that, yeah, I've had times where I've worked 60, 80 hours a week for months on end. And like you said, you build that recognition, same thing, building a brand within the corporation. Mm -hmm. um, but there's a point when literally like, and I think it in some cases almost happens quicker, even when there's a paycheck attached mm. because you're just like deuces, homie. <laughs> like, you know, like that one day, like you put all this in, you've built your brand, you've done all this. And all of a sudden something just happens. Mm -hmm. And you're like, eh, maybe not so much. You know, maybe I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go live that 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 nomad life. So, like I said, all my cyberpunk fans there, I get those references. Um, but I, I think a lot of it is it's the communicate. It's not always seeing things going at the rate that you expect them to. Mm -hmm. Let's face it, 
would would I love to log in tomorrow and see that all of a sudden our subscriber count on YouTube has has tripled? Absolutely. Like, you know, in my wildest dreams, like I would wake up tomorrow morning and I would see triple the numbers we got right now, and I'd be like, yes, I have a success. Um, Look, the TSD podcast on TikTok has over three hundred followers now, and I'm I'm giddy. Yeah. I'm giddy. But then tomorrow, if it's only three oh two. I'm going to be like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So sometimes that burnout though happens because your growth isn't what you, you set your goal. Yeah. And sometimes you got high, high hopes. Right. And mm-hmm. sometimes reality is like, Oh girl, we're going to bring you back down. Yes. Brandon Yuri. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so I think that's sometimes why it happens too, is rather than saying, okay, I understand I had an expectation for myself. I didn't meet that expectation. Rather than saying, hey, why didn't I meet it? Or what do I need to adjust to, to hit that goal? It becomes a roadblock for people. Mm. And it's like, I'm never going to get good at this. I don't know why I'm trying. Like, it's the negative self-talk. Mm-hmm. So to Rodney's point, sometimes it's other people's negative self-talk, negative talk. Sometimes it's our own negative self-talk. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. Um, folks, this was huge and i appreciate this is this is what happened last week we really got into talking and comparing those uh between uh deathmere witches and and in this case dark nihilus he's a very deep character and uh i'm almost thinking i can do some uh some live tiktok stuff and really go deeper on just here and there on some of this stuff in between the shows but I have to have a thousand followers on TikTok. <clears throat> oh, I like that. So, so yeah. folks, he's easy, but he's not cheap. So get those followers. That's in. right. That's <laughs> right. So no, thank you guys, man. That's that's huge, and and I think being able to pull you on every now and then too, Rod, if you're willing to talk from that perspective or even from an educator's perspective um, on some things. So, sure. Thanks, yeah. man. Well, we're moving into our interview with you, sir. Okay. So um, I did not write down a bio for you and did not ask you for one because I think I can do this. Okay, good. Good luck. May the force be with you. But I don't have my whiskey. (laughs) So Rodney Bettis, uh, current president-elect, were you VP of something before president-elect? Um, you know, there for a little bit, I was, uh, it was flirted that I would take over like VP operations, oh, but yeah. that would have taken, that would have taken, uh, another board member out of that role that they didn't necessarily need to leave yet. Um, and, uh, it, in order to like split it off from something else that would, it, anyway, it, push come to shove i kind of stayed but uh we had a board meeting yesterday and i was named into your former seat the vp of development so that's what i'm well congratulations um so i'll be the vp of development for the next year before i take on uh the president uh, and that means you're on as vp of development just in time just in time for preview party right for preview party Preview party oh for gosh. those of you who are uninitiated. That's how that's our big like fundraiser for the year. That's where we um, announce our season 
and uh, where we get uh, show and season underwriters. So we're we're courting the people with money, um, and it's also we're trying to sell season tickets. So there's a big onus on our executive uh, director to put together a fabulous season, which she announced yesterday, and it's going to be amazing. I can't tell you. I'm sorry, my lips are sealed, uh, but it is going. Oh to no, be... y'all already did that. Sorry. <laughs> it's uh yeah we did <laughs> yeah we already did that y'all did head over heels already, <laughs> head over so. heels right um so we uh so it's going to be really good and uh, we're really excited about it and if especially if she gets all the shows that she wanted but then it's mm -hmm. on uh the board members and the people who orchestrate this preview party to really bring in people who you know love the arts and people who love theater and people who just love us and they're also willing to part with some of their hard-earned cash um and so uh it it doesn't in the grand scheme of things it doesn't take tons of money but it's still like a big ask for a lot of people um so but also selling season tickets like what happens is is we need to get this much money at the end of the year so that then we can do all this stuff for the rest of the year um without that we just don't have um just people walking off the street buying tickets to shows and our price point is low because we want it to be accessible to everybody in this college town to be able to go and see a live show mm -hmm. um so we're not charging you know like if you even we have professional theater stuff that comes through town and they uh, go to opus and it's great but you can spend you can spend your paycheck at opus um mm -hmm. to, to go and watch a show uh and definitely if you go down the road to houston or to austin and uh, uh, my wife and i love to go to san antonio to watch a lot of the traveling shows that come through um you can you can spend we don't we do it like once a year we don't do it like every weekend uh but you could for the price of one of those shows see our entire season um <laughs> So, um, and yeah, I saw Fiddler when it came through the Opus, and what we paid for three tickets, I bought season tickets for <laughs> yeah, easily six shows. Easily. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so anyway, but but being able to sell those tickets ahead of time and know already that you sort of have a built-in audience, um, and then that will allow you to determine, you know, like how much money are you going to spend on sets and costumes and. You know, are we going to pay? That's one of the things that we're thinking about now is and trying to budget for is paying some of those people who are at the theater all the time whenever they're mm -hmm. um, doing a production. And we're not to the point where we can really think about actors, but um, we are thinking about stage managers. I mean, if you think about how much time mm -hmm. those individuals put into a show, uh, it's just it's ridiculous. Uh, they're there all the stinking time. And so. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a big, it's a big deal. And yes, it, it happened, you know, right, right at the big time. So, um, good so, for you. Yeah, we're, ex we're excited. We're also anxious and nervous. I'm drinking. <laughs> for the record, for all the fans out there that are watching, there's not going to be fall TV. Let's just accept that. Right. Mm -hmm. So guess what? You want entertainment? Go to the theater. It's live. It's interactive. You get to meet the people that are, that are putting on these productions. Yeah. And hey, it's entertainment. It's a night out. And, you know, it's community theater. So, like they said, you know, it's affordable. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I'll, I'll tell you guys right now, like anyone listening or cares to listen, I met Rodney at his first show, was also my first show, My Fair Lady. Mm -hmm. It was a great show. And it was one so good that 
it felt like this is where I belong. That's how good the show was. Me as a novice actor, I've got experience playing guitar, singing, whatever. But it's different. This is way different. And um, moving through uh, the last few years uh, with Rodney on the board together. Well, no, we didn't actually ever serve on the board. Yeah, together. we were on, we were on the board like, for a little while. Oh, together. you're right. Just that last uh, last bit. Um, but you know, so on the board together, acting together. Um, I wanted to talk about one of your characters um, for a second, and it's funny you brought up uh, Little Shop because one of the one of the things that in in a question that was asked, I'll preface this: the question, one of the questions that was asked on Gene and Greats today um, was, "Why are Sith so popular? What is appealing about the dark side?" And there are plenty of of responses, and and some pretty dang good and one in particular uh daniel nelson stated uh, the power he said everyone has been angry even in real life anger focuses me makes me more dangerous pushes me to the next thing hate for those who have mocked me and etc i feel like we have a sense of connection to the sith as opposed to the jedi now i feel like we could do a week's worth of shows just on that, Daniel, thank you. <laughs> but I want to make this segue into Scrivelli. Sk What's his name? Scrivelli. Orin Scrivello, yeah. Scrivello. So the dentist. The DDS, dentist. the dentist from, yeah. Uh, yeah, Little Shop of Horrors. I, yeah. I got to play uh, Mushnik. It was fantastic, but. I was nothing compared to this man, Rodney, playing the dentist. Amazing. But my question is, did you approach it as this is a total jerk or did you try to figure him out and understand oh, his motivation? Yeah. So um, I've actually been uh, – I actually get to play the bad guy a lot on stage. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's a little counter to my actual personality. Um, and so I'm going to kind of take a little bit of a turn on your question, because mm -hmm. I think what makes villains so popular, whether it's, you know, uh, whether it's the, the Sith Lords of, of the Star Wars universe, um, or whether it's like Scar from <laughs> The Lion King, or, you know, whatever, or, you know, even, even, you know, we have this fascination with the... Uh, um, with like crime movies and yeah. uh, you know the mafiosos and stuff like that, I think what it really is is that in m most people, most people are good. Okay, that's that's my belief. Most people are good. They have some kind of sinner, some kind of morality that that guides them, um, and they're good. And that morality, that that thing in your head or your heart or whatever that tells you that you shouldn't do this you know you shouldn't react to this you should you should uh you should let that happen or you should you know whatever the case may be um it's always there and it wins all the time right being a bad guy all of our famous bad guys they don't they either don't have that or they actively ignore it um and so they are able to act out a lot of the things that we wish that we could do, you know, like when somebody, um, when, when, uh, you, whenever I was the dentist, I, um, 
you know, he, he sings this ridiculous song about like shooting puppies with a BB gun and taking kitty cats and bashing in their heads and, um, and loving pain and, or just a, inflicting pain. And, uh, you know, I, I don't, I think the good in us all realize that that that's bad behavior and you know, that's, but sometimes there, we feel like that person deserves it or why do I have to check myself? Um, and so I, I don't know if it's in psychology or something, it's probably called the id, like the basic, the, the base of our like identity that we always have to kind of keep in, in check. And so I think the reason why we love the bad guys so much and why the bad guys are always so much fun to play um, is that you get to, you get to do that, but you get to do it in per- pretend mm-hmm. you know y'all were talking about uh you know playing video games uh with the star wars video games the cool thing about that is that you get to inhabit a character mm-hmm. and you get to do things with that character that you can't do in real life whether it's amazing acrobatic skills or lightsaber battles or if it's you know force choking somebody so um you know but and ever, who who hasn't uh who hasn't been driving down the you know Texas Avenue and wanted to force choke somebody? <laughs> I, I think we all know about I thirty five, so mm-hmm. we could have used that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, thanks, Rod. That's no, that's great, man. I, I I'm glad that you're here. I think you brought a, perspe- a perspective that is a little different than what we've had on the show, and it was amazing. Thank you, man. Well, thanks for having me. I do have a nice, fun piece of art again. So I said it's fan theory slash art, and maybe we'll have a fan theory one day when I run out of pictures. But I'm a picture guy. So if I can find where I'm supposed to do this, David Furr was watching. I was hoping he'd say, hey, Dana, you got to click here, go down to there. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Livio Ramondelli, his Twitter handle is his name at his name look at this ah amazing so that for those of you that like that embodiment of like when he put his his force spirit into that mask yes because yes thank you so for those of you playing it at home on iTunes or something where you can't see look this pick up just google l i v i o r a r a m o n d e l l i and look for Darth Nihilus. And this photo, or this photo, this digital artwork, you have total red and black. Everything is red and black. Nothing is not red and black. Well, white. There's white. Oh, my gosh. Rodney. It's kind of a varying shade of red. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be on and his side, the, Pat. Don't be on his side. He's kind of like a well, death dark eater. Yes. <laughs> he looks kind of like a death eater hovering kind of a bit. Uh, but his mask is solid. So his cape, he has no body. His lightsaber appears out of underneath his cape from inside of his cape, but you see no hands. But the most crystal clear piece is the dead uh, Mandalorians. Ar- Those are Mandalorians, yeah, around him. And then the mask. Those are the two most crispest, crispy pieces of this. And I don't think that's by accident. Okay, so this is a moment where I might have to correct you. Are you sure they're Mandalorians and not those aren't acolyte masks? Oh shoot, are they? They look like acolyte masks to me. There is a Mandalorian there, though. Is there one? Yeah, yeah. Looks way, like the one on the right is a Mandalorian. Where the lightning is, but the other yeah. two look like. I got you. Yeah. Okay. Whatever it is, they're all. They've all had better days. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Because if you don't do it, someone out there and. 
argument land will. So, <laughs> I mean, I could have taken the Sith route and just let the, the fans eat you alive. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, please. <laughs> Whoa. So funny story. Um, I wrote an article about Ray. It was like my second article out of the gate for GNN, and I didn't even read the comment. I just I saw some people getting. But I mean, if you really read the article, I was just trying to be supportive of Daisy Ridley, who was coming back into the fray as Ray. And I don't know what's wrong and why I'm blurry. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, listen to the fans, the fans. But one of the things we are trying to do at GNN, and as you are seeing, is is trying to get your involvement. Those of you that want to watch the shows, follow the shows. We want your involvement. I've uh, put up a couple of polls for the last two shows, trying to determine who we talk about. Um, we're also uh, quoting people from our, from our threads uh, in, in Facebook and other social media. So man, we, we want this to be as engaging as you want it to be. We want to be able to have conversations uh, through questions being asked, even in the chat. And again, like and subscribe because if you don't like and you don't subscribe and you don't hit the notification then you're not going to know when we're on that was a mouthful i think that's it what else do we have um well i mean from the gn inside we do have a giveaway oh hold on a second so folks we have a no <laughs> wait do we i thought that was already done or that was two weeks oh, no, ago this is a new one this is a new one. I didn't even new know. One. Just started one. today. Okay. Um, in the spirit of Ahsoka, we have a give have a giveaway. Um, so if you hop on over to Geek News Now on Facebook, um, it's also on Instagram, Twitter. I haven't gotten into threads yet. Um, and I haven't gotten into TikTok yet. Um, but yeah, there will be a link for you to go ahead and enter into a giveaway to win some fun Ahsoka theme merchandise um, from Geek News Now. Because <gasps> that... we like we like we like our fans, and we like to give you guys stuff. My my wife just got that Ahsoka this weekend. Nice. Just got that Ahsoka this weekend. Oh, it's so cool! Hold yeah. on, we're giving away this. Can I? Can yeah. I show this. Yeah. Oh man, come on. I don't know how to do this. I'm just kidding. I, I'm getting pretty quick at it here. Boom. Upload. Boom. Oh. oh. Yep. Yep. Oh, it's an up and down picture. I don't know how to fix that, but you get the oh. you get the point. Here. Oh, I, you had to actually, I have an image. Let me just shoot it over to you real quick. It actually has all of them in it. Oh. So that way they can see what they're winning. I just don't want to be blurry. I feel like I broke my camera. <laughs> you said Ray. That's what did it. Like, you know, the force was like, what are you doing? There, it's better. Ray. I wrote an Ahsoka piece, too, man. She's. Mm. Oh, I did an interview with Johnny. Yay. Johnny's writing an article about uh, the Sith Dominion. I'm real excited about. Um, he did ask me for some clarification because apparently I, I wrote something that wasn't making any sense. I don't never do that. And it was because autocorrect corrected wrong. So it wasn't my fault. Never is. Like you really, you would think by now with all the languages that you can learn through Rosetta Stone, they teach typo. Yeah. No. 
That's that's <gasps> a fair point. See, I don't understand why it's doing that. Oh, I don't know why it's doing that either. But we so the other one is Sabine, yeah? Yes, yeah, Sabine and Ahsoka, and then there's a set of these really nice slate coasters. Right here? Yes. Down yeah. at the bottom. Yep. Man. I have I have an Ahsoka pop vinyl. I don't have that one, of course, and I don't have Sabine, so maybe I'll have to enter this contest. You should. Heck yeah. And and like and share. And <laughs> that's what that what we have to do, like and share. I like and share. That's the mantra. For, I haven't even like read all the rules for it, but I mean, you know, <laughs> here's my thing is like, hey, you you like Star Wars? I like Star Wars. My friends like Star Wars. Your friends like Star Wars. Yep. So and and everybody likes something free. Absolutely. Yeah, so, it's just straight up like free. Yeah. Go go to the go to the the, the link, link and enter. All right. So uh what else we got? We got jug not GNN. Um can't Cantina Happy Hour tomorrow night. Oh my goodness. And then Saturday we got Geek Gauntlet featuring cat will be back yes yeah i should be back yep all right yeah and can we can we just say that the last show cat was a trooper so <laughs> i she went kind of radio silent kind of i mean she's never fully radio silent and i'm like hey what i i, I haven't talked much to you do, do you, you want to come on the show uh she's like well and i'll let you take it from here yeah. so last week no sorry two weeks ago y'all saw my smiling face and i was up here great demeanor everything great um i was having some really bad back pain i thought i'd injured myself um and this is going to be my psa to listen to to your body if you're not feeling well um after the show was like oh you know this is this, this back pain is killing me i'm just gonna go take a shower call it a night a couple hours later that back pain turned into um Oh, oh, and with the back pain, I also have some abdominal pain, but then it spread to chest pain. And I, I took a trip to the hospital and um, I unfortunately had to go undergo emergency surgery to have my gallbladder removed. Um, so yeah, so never, never had an issue with that before in my life. Um, but yeah, so yeah, definitely like, and I mean, I haven't seen my CT results. I'm going to ask my surgeon if I can see if he has them because it had to have been pretty bad for them to get the results back and i was in surgery less than 30 minutes later oh man yeah yeah like i'm being rolled down the, the hallway messaging like the head of gnn and like the <laughs> other heads letting them know like hey i might be out of commission for a few hours and they're like well wait a minute hours? Like, need a few hours <laughs> well i mean in my defense i was back posting memes and creating content like four hours later I came out of recovery my concern is that i'm not gonna hear from rodney for a week or so <laughs> He's like, yeah and i had to get my spleen removed i mean I <laughs> what i hope not i'm too busy for that this had like a two-day lead up you know so this was really just like me like channeling like everything to just to be like i got this i'm fine i'm fine it's just just a little back pain i'm just getting a little older it's fine these things happen yeah but yeah folks listen listen to your body if it's telling you weird stuff yes and just like darth nihilus zap what you need to to survive no don't don't do that um we are gonna wrap up we've been on longer than i 
promised Rodney we'd be on for, but thank you, Rodney, for joining the show. Um, everyone listening, thank Kat. She's a fixture at GNN, and we couldn't do this without her. Um, all of those title cards that I've got for the shows uh, are all done by her, man. She's killing it. So um, I did my own logo, but, you know, she, but, she does but everything like, else. Like, <laughs> easy. I'm like, you, have, you gave me the logo. So. Now I just put all the pieces together. Yeah. But it was great uh, to kind of look at a perspective I think is a little fresh. And Ronnie, thanks again. Can't wait to have you on again. Um, next week, we're going to be talking about Darth Sion. Now, we're going to talk about someone holding themselves together with the Force. He literally was a Force zombie. Um, that's how I feel by about Thursday morning at my job. So it's amazing, though, when your boss realizes it and they go, no, 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 you're done. You're done. No, I'm not. I still got to make all these other widgets and this and that within the dashboard. And then he goes, da, da, da. you go do this. We're going to take what you've done. That's functional. Thank you. Thank you. It's functional. And we're going to make it pretty with the reporting guy. You done all the legwork. He's going to make. Yeah, but I need to. No, no, no. But it's like, mm. you guys know how it is to let go of something. Yeah. So. That's how it was today at work. <clears throat> but we're going to talk about Dark Cyan, keeping it, holding it together. <gasps> and uh, yeah, what did we else talk about? We didn't, did we talk about? Well, that was a, that was, that was a brain break. Yeah, we did. Yeah, of course. Uh, always, never satisfied. Keep it up. Okay. We talked about all that. You guys watch the show. Remember kids, peace is alive. There's only passion. Like, save comment, share, and subscribe. We'll talk to you all later. Have a good one.